Blog Talk Radio. Wealthy Sisters, the show that features six- and seven-figure earning women of color. Tune in Mondays at 12 New Eastern Standard Time as Deborah Hardnett, CEO of Deborah Hardnett International and founder of The Professional Black Woman, showcase the triumphant journeys of these powerful sisters. You will be inspired, encouraged, and informed every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. Our call-in number is 347-838-9278. Today's broadcast is brought to you by www.wealthysisters.com, where the show can be heard 24 hours a day. And now your host, Deborah Hardnett. Well, hello and welcome to Wealthy Sisters, sponsored by the professional black woman. You can visit us at www.thepbw.com. Wealthy Sisters is where we celebrate the lives of six- and seven-figure earning women of color, and our purpose is twofold. We love to inspire and encourage you, the listener, and second, to edify, promote, acknowledge, and say thank you to the sisters for doing big things. I'm Deborah Hartnett, broadcasting live from the Worldwide Blog Talk Network, and today is Monday, December the 20th. Oh, my goodness. We are counting down only a few days left in this year. Can you believe it? In 2010, and I really, really want you to be excited about your future because, trust me, you woke up this morning, and it is very bright. It is. And, you know, we are here every week at the same time. That is Mondays at 12 noon, so we need you to go and spread the word for sure. Now, as you know, all of our listeners who've been tuned in with us since the first of this year We set out with a slogan, and we said we were going to wear it out all the way to the end, and we are, so you know we got to honor that today. And it is a short one for those who've just joined us, and this is your first time listening, but we want you to give you you an opportunity to hear it one time, and it's simply this. Here's to 2010, the best year ever. That's right. So we believe it. We've been seeing it come to pass. We are standing hold to it, and we say to those today, If you say, oh, yeah, so what, I haven't seen it, I'm telling you the year is not over. The fat lady has not sang her song. So trust me, you got to say it with us. So come on, join in, have faith, believe in what you're saying, and know it. Here's the 2010, the best year ever. That's right. So today, we kind of want to talk about maybe what your perception is of the media. You know, I know oftentimes uh, there's a considerable amount of people that have a negative or mixed emotions with regards when we talk about media or news media, which is really one of the main reasons, or shall I say the many reasons, that I started this show, Wealthy Sisters. And we want to hear, as we just share with our purpose, is to showcase the positive part that you see for women of color that is not often portrayed in the media. And so it is our commitment that we always bring to you, our audience, the quality and positive programming you deserve, which is why I am so So excited about our guest today. She's affectionately known as the news lady, and she herself is single-handedly changing the face of how we perceive the media with her dynamic programming. So I'm telling you, this show is guaranteed to be another hot one. What we need for you to do right now is go and call, text, email, Tell them right now to dial 347-838-9278. That's 347-838-9278. And tell them they do not want to miss this show. You can also listen live via web at www.wealthysisters.com. That's wealthysisters, S-I-S-T-A-S.com. You make sure you click follow there so that you can get reminders of our show as well. And also follow us on Twitter. With Wealthy Sisters, Facebook, Deborah Hartnett, we are out there. Now, again, dial 347-838-9278 because you do not want to miss our very special guest today. Her name is none other than Miss Victoria Gaither, and she happens to be a native Washingtonian. She's, as we said, is a two-TV news anchor and reporter and a multimedia program host. Now, she started her broadcasting career as an intern, how about this, with Ted Koppel. That's very exciting. She landed her 
first full-time job as a writer and producer in Baltimore at WMAR-TV. And Victoria moved from behind to the in front of the camera, working as a reporter at the anchor at the Midwest WAND News and at WMDT News in Maryland's Eastern Shore. They say that TV business is a small one, so she returned to Baltimore as an on-air personality. It was at WMDT News that she produced and hosted the Good Things Delmarva, which was a public affairs show. Doing this show gave Victoria the idea to do a show with positive news. Always having it in her mind, she says, last year I decided to act on it and create it at home with Victoria, which is a show that focuses on women issues, the work of nonprofit organizations, and community stories. I started to put the word out to my friends and the TV news producer, directors, folks, and I had done stories on in the past and nonprofits to let me give them an airtime on my show, she says. In TV news, I would do 30-minute interviews and with only 30 seconds would show up on the evening news. So I always thought, what a waste, because so much important information never reached the public. Wow, that is so true. So she has put together a dynamic show. She's going to share with us today uh, also what it's like really being in the media. And as we are uh, here on the Internet, we're going to talk about some of the changing faces as well with the news media. So our guest, we are so excited to have her, Miss Victoria Gaither. We're going to bring her to the line right after we come back from this short commercial break. Again, you are tuning in to Wealthy Sisters, and as always, we're very happy to have you on our show today. This segment is sponsored by WillDrake.com. That's www.WillDraike.com. The hot new suspense novel, Bad and Worse, A Tale of Men, published by Permal Coast Publishing. Sometimes the only way to stop a killer is to love him. Available in stores November 2009. Business leaders, are you ready to soar? Success is not defined by your wings, but by your courage to leap from the cliff's edge and fly. With Fortune 500 expertise, the Beatty Group partners with creative and motivated leaders, weaving structure and innovation for maximum business success. Visit us at thebeattygroup.com. That's T-H-E-B-A-T-I-E. Group.com or call the Baby Group at 877-264-7699. Yes, we are live here on Wealthy Sisters. I'm very happy to have everyone tuning in today. It's my pleasure to welcome my very special guest, who is happy to be a multi-talented new TV anchor. She's also, as we say, a multi-program specialist, and none other than Victoria. Radio, and that's under Victoria Gaither. So we're not going to hold her from you any longer. Hello, Miss Victoria. Welcome. Deborah, thank you so much for having me on the show, and what a great introduction. And I've been, basically, I mentioned to you earlier, I'm like a kid in a candy store because you know how much I admire you and what you do. So it is an absolute thrill that I am on here with you today. Thank you for having me. Oh, wow. Well, thank you. I tell you, it's, it's definitely a mutual admiration, and uh, I know we have um, been wanting to do this for some time, so I'm grateful yeah. that our timing came together today, especially so in this time of the year when we think about um, reflection and where we're moving forward. So mm-hmm. I just think it's, it's wonderful. So tell us now, We, you know, we like to get a little nosy here on the show, like to get a lot of great <laughs> background, <laughs> because, you know, as we said, in our intro, we, we want our show to be relative to our audience, and they sure. love hearing the real-life stories because people can relate and say, you know what, if she did it, okay, I know I can do it, or that's how she did it. So tell us, where did you actually grow up and, and how, mm-hmm. I know you said you're a native Washingtonian, but how did you actually make the transition into the news world? Well, it's uh, it's interesting because it was probably a couple of years ago when I was being interviewed for uh, a magazine, and there was a young lady who asked me the same question. And I really had never thought about it too much, but I was born and raised in D.C., and I remember thinking when I was five years old, Deborah, I always knew that D.C. was a very important place, even when I was a kid. 
I knew that that D.C. was a place that people from all around the world came to D.C. I knew that it was the the, the seat of of government and that the president lived there, Congress and the Judicial Board. And so I always knew very, very early on that it was an important place. And my grandmother happened to work at the National Gallery of Art down on the mall, and she was a cook there. So a lot of times uh, in the evening when my grandmother would get off work, uh, my brothers and I, we would go down there to the mall to meet her. So I spent a lot of time as as a child down on the mall going to the museums. So I remember when I was about seven years old, I don't know how this happened, but somebody had asked my mom, about one of the federal buildings downtown. I think it was the Department of um, Housing and Urban Development. And for some reason, I knew exactly where that building was. So here you have a seven-year-old kid who knew basically every federal building and city building that was in downtown D.C. I could tell you exactly where it was and how to get there on the bus. So I was very, very um, observant, I think, as a kid, but also it was something in me that I knew D.C. was a very important place, and I knew early on that I wanted to be a part of that somehow. Mhm, mhm. That's amazing. At seven years old, well, I, I, I think of uh, my daughter who happens to be seven, and what um, she knows. So you know, you could you could really see yourself. You didn't know how, but you could see that mm-hmm. transition happening. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so you went to school. Um, where, where you've graduated from high school, obviously in the D.C. area. Where Where did you yeah. finish your your? I actually uh, graduated from Eastern High School, the Ramblers. I went to high school there, and then I went on to college to American University. And uh, initially, I I was interested in being an air traffic controller, but I kind of thought about that, and I thought, I don't really think that's going to work out for me. So I always sort of thought about that I love news and information because growing up in the Gaither household, news was always on. I mean, news was always on the television from the morning to the afternoon to the evening. So I developed a a love of news and information just from from being uh, around my family because they always loved news. So anything that was going on in the city, I always wanted to know about it. We always had newspapers around. So when I got ready to go to college, I figured, you know, I, I better do something that I like. And what I thought of at the moment was that I loved information. And throughout my uh, college career, people had always told me that I had a very nice voice. So I thought, well, I like news and information, and people tell me that I have a nice voice, so maybe I should try television. So I uh-huh. thought about it, and I wanted to be a political reporter, and I wanted to cover Capitol Hill. I wanted to cover politics. Uh, one of the reasons why I wanted to go to American University, I went there because of the political science. But, Deborah, I have to tell you, once uh, I actually started to get a whiff of what it would be like to cover politics, I wow. said, no way in the world can I live my life and do this going in and out of these meetings and these congressional hearings. So I quickly realized, which was great, that that type of reporting wasn't wasn't necessarily what I wanted to do. So then I was able to gravitate uh, more towards general assignment reporting. And then I quickly realized uh, when I was a reporter that I like to, to do stories and tell stories about people and, 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 and special interests. So I kind of felt my niche and just sort of uh, stuck with that because I was the type of person when, you know, I would go out on a news story. I'd never forget this was a story in, in Baltimore. There was a a young man who was in a tractor trailer. It was around Thanksgiving, and he uh, he was on Baltimore's Beltway, and he took the curve a little bit too sharp. But in any event, he and uh, his truck ended up flipping over, and he ended up uh, dying right there on the spot. So they sent me over to the parents' house in West Baltimore, and I remember being there, and I was talking to his grandmother. I had our television crew kind of stay a little back from the scene because I thought it was disrespectful, you know, to have the camera crew all up there. So I told my photographer, I said, well, you stay there. I'm going to go in. I'm going to try to try to talk to the family. But what was funny about that was that by the time I was in there talking to the family, I was literally in tears, you know, talking to the grandmother. And as she was explaining to me that today was uh, the, the her son's daughter's birthday and he was trying to make the run so that he could get back home in time enough so that he could give her this great uh, birthday. But what was interesting about that that I learned about myself As the family members were coming in, here you have me, I'm a reporter, and I'm sitting there, and I'm crying, and there was one lady that came, and I think she was a cousin, and she looked at me, and she says, isn't that the lady from the television station? And then a couple of people said, yeah. So she was kind of like, well, what is she doing here, and why is she crying? (laughs) 
So I kind of I kind of remember that, but that just sort of gives you an example of how whenever I go uh, to cover mm-hmm. a story, you know, I really, really, really get get into the story and feel the pain, the empathy, and the joy that that everyone else is feeling. So I think that in itself is just has just made my career to be so so successful. And I knew that was my niche. I knew that I love people, and that's what I like to to focus on. So I just kind of went mm-hmm. with it. And it's been very, very successful for me, uh, for me so far. So, with that said, I, when I was in college, I, you know, you, you put uh, papers in and and start to check around for internships. And I was very fortunate, and I got my first internship with Tech Couple, who back at uh, during the day, you know, you probably know me is really big with Nightline. Um, yes, on, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess on, that's dating ourselves if he's he's not that yeah. popular today. <laughs> oh my God! See, I don't watch I don't watch the news like that. So is he not on anymore? Is he? Is no, he, actually, he's uh, he's not. He he's he's pretty much uh, pretty much retired. But wow, but, uh, so I was able to get that uh, that internship with him and just learned uh, so much. So. By the time I got ready to graduate uh, from college, I had already uh, basically had about two or three job offers because mm-hmm. during that internship I was putting, uh, filling out applications and everything. And, of course, you know, when you come with a seal of approval from Ted Koppel and you walk into someone's newsroom, then, you know, people kind of uh, kind, kind of listen to you. So I, I was very, very fortunate. But I was also one of these type of people that – I never, ever, ever sat around and I never waited for things to happen. I very much made things happen for me. Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I didn't have to have my advisor say, okay, Victoria, you need to start looking for an internship. I was doing internships when I was a sophomore. You know, people don't normally start internships until they're a senior. So I was very, very proactive uh, in my career in, in trying to get internships to better prepare myself for a career in television. What made you? What 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 do you think um, that comes from within you that you're a person that make things? You never really want to sit around and on wait on s- someone else. What do you think you mm-hmm. got that from? You know what? Honestly, I think um, I think I, I I got that from when I was in uh, elementary school. I remember mm-hmm. there were uh, you know kids can be mean. I mean, all of us know that mm-hmm. kids can be absolutely just mm-hmm. mean. And I remember there were some uh, kids kind of uh, kind of teasing me. I don't remember what it was about, but I remember them telling me, "Oh, you're not going to do anything. You can't do this or you can't do that." And it's it's amazing the things that that people will say to you that although you may look at it as being negative, in the end result, it was something that in my life encouraged me and kind of said, "Hey, you know what?" I'm never going to let anybody tell me what I can't do. Now, if I try to do something and I don't succeed at it, that's a different story, but at least I gave it a try. I gave it my best. So it was really at a very early age just kind of being teased that I remember with these kids, and probably it was something silly, but remember telling me that there was something that I can't do. So I'm always the type of person that if you tell me I can't do something, that so I have to sort of uh, prove you wrong and say, well, you know right. what, um, I, I I disagree with you. I think I can do it. Uh huh. Uh huh. What what what? As you if you you know some people follow the signs. What month were you born in, or what what's your sign? Scorpio, <laughs> <laughs> November. <laughs> I know, you know, I'm the same way, and and I watch my daughter. You know, if you say you, I can't do something, okay, thank mm-hmm. you. You've just done me a favor to uh, motivate me. So you you saw that, and you were able to go in there and get those internships in the in sophomore year, and you leave mm-hmm. with Ted Koppel having that experience. I mean, I can only imagine what were some of the exciting things that you can oh, remember working um, as an intern for him. Well, during during the time when I worked with uh, Tech Koppel, and again, I'm probably going to date myself, but many of us back in the day remember uh, China when they had the Tiananmen Square uprising where the students basically in China had had enough and said, we're not going to deal with this anymore and try to overthrow the government. But it was one of my big jobs was to research China because he was going there to do a live story. So I had to do a tremendous amount of research. And, and what that internship taught me was basically how to research. And not only how to research, but if I was going to be a journalist, how to be able to research, but but more importantly, to pick out the important facts that Ted Koppel was going to need and his producers and what was important that he needed to know about China, about the students, who all the key players were. So so he really, 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 
that internship taught me um, how to research and also just gave me self-confidence to say, hey, you know what, you've been able to make it this far. You've been sort of kind of doing it on your own with your gut. So I think that, you know, you've, you've got something here that you can go ahead and do this. And Ted was also so supportive of me as well and, and his entire staff saying, yeah, you know, Victoria, you can do this. I, I can see you doing this. You can do this. So it was really just the ability that he taught me how, how to research, which later in my television career really, really helped me because, you know, when you've got a breaking news story and you've got to be out there and let's say, for example, it's uh, it's an accident, you've got the family on scene, you've got the police, you've got the fire department on scene, you've got witnesses on scene, you've got all these mm-hmm. people that you've got to talk to. So in a very, in a very um, you know, quick, quick seconds, you've got to be able to take all of that information from each one of those individuals and to be able to put it together in a story, a complete mm-hmm. story, the who, what, when, where, why, and then to take it a step further and be able to present that on, on the evening newscast. So that research really helped me out later in my career. Wow. So when you, you left um, American and you were out out there going on your own and starting a new career um, in the news TV, I guess it was the first one you were in Baltimore, was it, your first yeah, Baltimore job, was first full time? Yeah, Baltimore was the first place. And my first job actually wasn't as an on-air reporter. It was as a producer. So uh, at the time, I was a little irritated that I didn't get my first job on air. But looking back on it now, being a producer was the best thing that ever happened to me because I got uh-huh. a chance to actually produce a newscast from start to finish. And uh-huh. and, and with that said, uh, producing is very important because if you don't know anything about producing the news, producers are the ones that sit behind uh, at the news station and basically put the, put the entire newscast together of what you see. So they're in charge of in terms of putting what story and what order, what the lead is, what the second story should be, what the third story should be, how much time sports should get. So every single uh, minute of that time in a 30-minute newscast, that is the responsibility of a producer. And plus there's a tremendous amount of writing. So although at the time I, I didn't like the fact that I had to be a producer, in the long run, there again, that was something that that helped me out in my career uh, as well. When I got my first on-air job and I went uh, to the Midwest, uh, Illinois, Decatur, which is uh, between, if you know the Midwest, but kind of between St. Louis and Chicago. So that was my first Mm -hmm. job uh, on air. But the great thing about that, Deborah, was that had I not been a producer, I, I really believe that initially I would have failed at being a reporter because there's some things as a producer that you need to know that really helped you uh, as a reporter in terms of time management and in terms of what producers actually need for their for their show. So uh, with that, you know, I was a very, 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 very good producer, I, I must say, as well, and I also enjoyed uh, doing that. But it's something that you and I talked about, <clears throat> excuse me, I mean, the television news business, I've been a news anchor working all over the place for 15 years, but, you know, television news is really, really, really changing, and um, the sort of How traditional... How do you see it changing? Yeah, what, well, what's you changing? Know, <clears throat> it's it's interesting because I remember, Deborah, when I was working in the Midwest and I was in the newsroom, and I remember and basically what happens at every television station in America, uh, in the morning all the reporters get the assignments. They kind of go out, do their interviews. They get the information, bring it back. You sit down, you write your story. Then an editor will take the pictures and match it to what you wrote. Um, and then the producers will kind of sit down and you all figure out what stories you want for for, uh, for what newscast. But if, if you've ever been to any newsroom, whenever everybody gets together to talk about what the day's story should be, sometimes it can get very heated in a newsroom because people, no, no matter what people tell you <clears throat> that we're not supposed to be biased and all of that, you try very hard not to be, but everybody brings their biases and what their beliefs are, even into the workplace. Oh, sure. And news you're is no human. exception. Right, right. Exactly. you're human. You can't avoid that. It's impossible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and news is, is, is no exception. So a lot of times you will have uh, meetings where, you know, people are yelling at each other and, you know, and somebody thinks that this is more important so I remember sitting there looking at that, and I remember thinking to myself, one day this format is going to be the future of news. Because at that time, a lot of the uh, uh, um, sort of uh, celebrity magazines were coming out. You had a lot of the 
shows on television like like E News and all these sort mm-hmm. of Hollywood shows coming out. So then television stations and news not only, uh, you know, a long time ago, they never had to compete with the sort of sensational stuff. But then all right. of a sudden you get all these other sensational uh, shows that are look like they're in the format of news, but they're entertainment. So then television stations also have to compete with that. So I just knew that it was a matter of a time for before we would start to see, for example, you've got folks on Fox News like Bill O'Reilly who uh, that's something that I, I call that newstainment, sort of news and entertainment twined together, and that mm-hmm. he may be talking about a news story, but he's also going to give his spin. He's also going to give his opinion. opinion. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Mm-hmm. He's also going mm-hmm. to give his opinion on that. And you have the same folks on, on MSNBC. So I just knew, Deborah, that it was a matter of time before before that format that we were already doing, in many cases behind the scenes, was going to make it in front of the cameras because that would be something that people would be interested in to have your sort of news anchor anchor talk about what they think and to talk about it in colorful language. That type mm-hmm. of format I thought was going to be able to compete with um, with the tabloids. So I just saw that it was going to change. Mm-hmm. I can imagine, you know, you saying in the beginning you all met, the the, the, the reporter would get the story, and you, you do that in the morning time. And the masses, we depended on you to actually tell us the news. But today, I mean, mm-hmm. I can go to the Internet. I don't have to wait on the, the news to exactly. come on. If I want to find out information, exactly. whether it is right or what have you, I can Google mm-hmm. it or and just, you know, mm-hmm. so that, I, I mean, that is changing. What do you see the Internet and how has the Internet, in your opinion, just revolutionized the oh, total my, Oh, my, my, my goodness, the Internet. And I was actually talking to uh, students at Prince George's Community College about this last month. The Internet has completely changed the way news is going to be forever. And you and I had this conversation for those reporters and people in in the news media that are out there and don't want to embrace it, I guarantee you they're not going to have a job. Because, Do you still you know, see that a lot of people that you – I'm sorry to cut you off, but I just okay. wanted to stick to the same point. Do you see a lot mm-hmm. of your colleagues who are still holding on to the way oh, it used yes. to be? Or what, yes. is, what is their resistance? Like what – give me a scenario, you know. Just, I think, you know, I think um, – I think a lot of the a lot of the reporters and news anchors that I that I am talking about are are, are, are kind of your your older news news journalists uh, that mm-hmm. that perhaps aren't my age or perhaps your age, and I think they 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 resist it because they see it as change, and 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 you know a lot of them just just don't don't see what you and I see. Uh, one big thing that you talked about. If you want news and information, you get it when Deborah wants it. You Google it, right. you know, you get it on your own terms. But more importantly, you listen to whoever you want to listen to. You get it from people that you like. So so a lot of the journalists just don't actually see that concept yet. They they, mm-hmm. they, they don't see that format. And many of them don't like uh computers don't like computers anyway and some of them are right. just not uh computer savvy. So when the entire, you know, age of the Internet took off, a lot of them, even back then, resisted having to use computers email and want to be interested in email. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. So a uh-huh. lot of them are just stuck way, way, way back in, in the beginning of the uh in the beginning of the internet age. But what is interesting is that some of my colleagues, uh, as they know that at home in Victoria uh, it's been very, very successful so far. So what's been interesting is that a few of them have been trickling in, have been calling me and have been emailing me saying, hey, Victoria, you know, what what is it that, you know, you're doing because we're hearing right. so much about your show and we're seeing that it's successful. So, so, so some of them are actually starting to sort of make that move. And then the fact of the reality is, is that, uh, you know, news numbers for your six and your eleven o'clock and ten o'clock news. I mean, they're 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 just at an all time low, because right. exactly right. what you said. People uh, viewing habits are can are completely different. You know, people right. no longer have to rush home at six o'clock to see the news. You can go on the internet and see the news whenever you want to see the news from that their right phone there. now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. From exactly. Their phone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you got your show. From, uh-huh. I can listen to uh, to your show. In fact, I think my sister is listening to us right now from in her car on her on her iPhone. 
because yeah. as long as yeah, as long as you 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 have the internet and you know all of these shows on Blog Talk Radio stream live, you know you can you can pick it up. You know if you got your BlackBerry, you you can pick it up up anywhere. So so even just sites like BTR and other sites out there that cater towards internet radio and podcasting. They also are playing a very big role in this industry change because they're providing the format for you and for me to be able to have our own shows and do our own thing and not have to be accountable to anybody except for ourselves and to provide the content that you want to provide. Mm-hmm. And I, I can imagine, though, this whole thing for them in their defense could probably be a, a psyche adjustment, too, because, I mean, there's a lot of respect that we've always had for the anchors. In- yes. Yes, I, I, I completely do uh, agree with you on that. There is a tremendous amount of respect that uh, that that you have, but certainly the day of your of your evening newscast anchors is just really going by the wayside. Yeah, certainly it's just really going by the wayside. Hi, Deborah, are you still there? All right. Yeah, okay, are you there? I did. I had. I had a quick uh, drop there. Okay, so I was. I was saying um, that I, I can imagine it's been an adjustment for their psyche because we've relied mm-hmm. on them, and you know that's 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 a big mental adjustment there. So with with the internet and and everything that we're seeing today with the, the news media, you saw it um, as you said. You've been seeing. Things changing, and doing your show uh, at home with Delmarva was it? At home doing that Victoria. show. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Oh well, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I know yeah, you're correct. I, I, I stand wrong. I probably combined the names, but doing <laughs> that show, <laughs> it kind of gave you the idea of real television, being able to relate to people, and and actually giving them the opportunity to to air yeah. the whole interview. Um, yeah. What you just stepped out. I mean, you you were still in the full time business as a reporter, mm-hmm. and then you made a decision to just walk away. Yeah. Well, tell us about that transition. Yeah, I did. I um uh I just I I had just just decided and getting back to good things Delmarva. I remember when they first gave me that assignment to do. I dreaded it, but it was uh, a public affairs show that ran every Sunday, and it was a thirty minute show. And different nonprofit organizations, small businesses, uh, people that would come in and just uh, provide content about education, you know, sort of ran the, the gamut uh, and events, I would have to interview uh, these people. And a lot of times, some, to be honest, some of the people weren't that interested in being on. So it was kind of like I, I had to make every single thing sound exciting and fun, even if it, uh, if, if it wasn't. And then I remember being at at the news desk and I thought, you know, there's so many times in my entire career, not just me, all the reporters and anchors Mm -hmm. that do stories go through the same thing, where we go out and we'll ask a a lot of questions, but, you know, the only thing that you're going to see is probably 30 or 40 seconds is going to end up in the evening newscast, and that's simply because the format doesn't allow us to show anymore. I mean, you've got, what, 15 or 20 stories that you've got to cram into a half-hour newscast, and really, once you put the commercials in, most newscasts uh, itself, you're only getting 20 minutes because 10 minutes of that just will go to your commercials. So you've got right. all these stories that you've got to cram uh, into there. So you're really not, when you actually do a story, you know, you provide information, but you really can't can't get the gist, I thought, of what people were trying to say, especially folks that had nonprofits, and they really rely on on information for funding and that sort of thing. So I remember thinking to myself, if there's ever an opportunity that I can get with a format where I can uh, interview nonprofits or whoever I want to interview and have them on for at least 30 minutes with no commercials or 45 minutes so they can really take the time to sit down and talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about, I would love to do that. 
And then all of a sudden, of course, with the Internet uh, happening, I knew that there were some people that had shows on the Internet. So I just started to do some research, and I uh, found a, a lot of sites out there, but I settled on Blog Talk Radio, uh, more so because I saw the gentleman who founded Blog Talk Radio I happened to be passing by Fox Business News, and he uh-huh. was on there uh, talking about it, and I thought, wow, that, that's a great story. So I checked out the site. And I said, well, you know, I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I thought, I'm not going to tell that that many people. I'm going to kind of, my contract was coming up, and I wasn't, you know, too interested in doing traditional, being a news anchor. I I still do that and fill in from time to time, but I wanted to do something different. So when I found out that there was a format out there, I thought, wow, God is good, because this is for many, many years, Deborah, what I wanted to do. And I just said, if there's ever an opportunity so um, so certainly um, I do believe when you ask God something, you, when you ask him, you better make sure that you're going to do ready. it because eventually <laughs> he will find a way to, to hold you to it. So <laughs> so, so he definitely uh, held me to it. And then I started uh, at home with Victoria, and I only started, Deborah. I wanted to do just one or two shows a month, and I kind of mm-hmm. put the word out there and told a few people in the business and some folks that I had done stories on before that I thought, you know, warranted that they would want to come on. And so I started out doing one or two shows and probably had, you know, 50 or 60 people that listened to shows. And my my last check after doing the show for almost a year, I'm up to about 20,000 listeners the entire year uh, that I've been doing the show. And um, I was able to get it on iTunes, so I get a lot of uh, traffic from iTunes and just, you know, a lot of uh, support. So I'm just amazed that many, many people know about my show, basically just through word of mouth. I've never done any uh, advertising or anything like that. And to give an example of of how far away people do know about the show, there was a gentleman that I interviewed um, uh, in Connecticut and he uh, does a television show, so he moved to Orange County, uh, California. So he was mm-hmm. inside this men's store being fitted for a tuxedo because he had to MC a program or something that night. So he called me and said, he goes, Victor, never knew really what happened. He goes, I'm inside the store. He goes, this lady walks up to me, and she says, I know who you are. And he said he thought that, you know, she knew him from the television show back in Connecticut <laughs> that he used to be on. And, um, and uh, so Eric he said, he says, oh, you do? And and she says, yeah. She says, I know you from Victoria because you were on at home with Victoria. And uh, Eric is also a professional dancer. So whenever Dancing uh-huh. with the Stars was on, he would come on and kind of give his opinion about that. And she said, you were on at home with Victoria, and you were talking about uh, about Dancing with the Stars. And she goes, oh, I love Victoria's show. So that completely just blew Eric away. So, of course, he had to run to the phone to call me to say, you're never going to believe what happened. And that was all the way out in in California where that happened. So that's exciting. a blessing so far. It is exciting, you know? Yes. Congratulations. That is awesome. That is awesome. And I know one of the things that's changing, uh, even with the advertising dollars, you talked about that, and I know I'm sure you'll be looking uh, at that soon. But with the, the, the way the media has changed, I mean, advertisers they do prefer internet um because mm-hmm. you can get real raw data you can get those numbers Absolutely. that people get, uh, want and for so many mm-hmm. years we've relied on what the the nelson's ratings and and all yeah. those but Absolutely. those are just uh i mean i remember being as a child i remember we had one of those boxes the nielsen box but it didn't really mean that we watched it you know you could right, say right, anything right. but with the way things are tracked now it can show you how long and and all of that so that that mm-hmm. is definitely uh something that's changing with well, that's that's exciting yeah. i am loving yeah. this conversation speaking yeah, of commercials we do need to know. take one <laughs> I take know, a quick I commercial know. break and we'll okay, come right, right back and uh, I want to learn more about what you were getting to say and, and talk more about your show as well. We are live here on Wealthy Sisters with the news lady, Victoria Gaither. Did you know the IRS will currently reimburse you 55 cents for every business mile you drive? Stop struggling with mileage logs and start turning your vehicle mileage into cash. 
TrackLog is the first comprehensive automatic mileage recording solution. Turn this small device on, easily track your mileage, and keep more of your money in your pocket. Purchase your TrackLog today at TRAKLOGG.com. That's TRAKLOGG.com. Would you like to reach quality professionals? Expose your product and services to thousands on a monthly basis? Advertise with the Wealthy Sisters Media Group. Our packages include both on-air and website banner placement. Call our offices today at 1-800-917-9435, extension 803, or visit our website at www.wealthysisters.com to begin building your brand today. We are here live on Wealthy Sisters with our very special guest, Ms. Victoria Gates. I think she would not mind taking some questions. If you'd like to dial in and ask a question, please dial 347-838-9278 and press 1 to let us know that you have a question for her as well. Also, if you are in our chat room, again, we want to welcome you to the show. Please uh, let us know if you have a question there as well. We are live here on Wealthy Sisters, and our special guest is Miss Victoria. And you were saying, Victoria, sorry to cut you off there, but go ahead and finish okay. your thought. Well, I was I was going to say when you talked about uh, Nilsen, and I'm glad Deborah, that you brought that up because I probably would have mm-hmm. uh, forgot that during the conversation, but that's very important. And Nilsen, as you know, is a company where you have to go and buy that information. So one thing that's great about Blog Talk Radio and also Facebook and a lot of these other social networking sites, uh, they, they, they give you that information for free, so you don't have to mm-hmm. buy that information. So it's great that you know, you would be able to go to a, a potential sponsor or advertiser and say, hey, you know, um, this, is, uh, this is the amount of listeners that I've had from this date to that date. These are the amount of people that generally will listen on iTunes. These are the amount of people that basically listen to the show live. So that information uh, is just priceless to have, and, and I know you know that yourself because of your show. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 really is. It's, I mean, it's it's a wealth of information out here, and just it's just bringing the whole thing of technology. You know, the way things have changed. Just to give someone like myself, who I don't have the prominent background that you have, the training mm-hmm. and, and all of that, to actually, I mean, where would I have been able to start a show uh, to talk about you know women of color who mm-hmm. are doing extremely well and and want to share their real life experiences? I wouldn't have had that opportunity like mm-hmm. this. I to go, I, I, even with when we talk about TV, we can we can say the same thing with with radio, of course, since we are on radio. But um, right. the the whole thing with that, I, I've had some some one of, one of my mentors say, well, you need to get an AM station where you are, and I and I said, you know, I respect you, but she's not up on what's happening with technology. I'm like AM. Right. I mean, I know I have more <laughs> listeners than. Some AM stations. <laughs> Plus, you got to go and you know get the sponsor just to get on the show. Where this is this is different. It's given yeah. today YouTube. So many people are being uh, discovered. You know, Usher finding people. Mm-hmm. You hear P Diddy. They go and they find these entertainers uh, and artists right here on YouTube off the internet. So it is truly the technology is changing how we see things. But I I think we have a question. This looks oh go ahead. You were gonna say No and I was just I I I don't wanna I do wanna make sure I say this because I also Mm -hmm. listen to your shows and I think it's funny when you said uh in terms of not having the schooling in the background that I have, but it's very clear uh when anybody listens to your shows. What I love about your shows is that you've got something that even a lot of journalists don't have. You've got passion. You've got mm-hmm. you 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 you've got this. I mean, whenever your show starts and Deborah opens her mouth, it's very clear that you you're excited. You love to do your show. You love what what you're doing. So as far as I'm concerned, a lot of journalists don't even have passion for being a journalist. So I think the mere fact that you're excited about it even trumps uh, education, in my opinion. Sometimes I just wanted to get that in. Well, thank you. That's an honor coming from you for sure, definitely. Well, I, I do want to uh, go to the lines. I believe we have a caller from the Maryland area. I'm going to open it up. Hello, state your name and uh, where you're calling from, please. Hello, Deborah, Victoria. This is Cheryl Wood. 
Hi. <laughs> How are you? Great. I, you know, I'm well, loving thank the you call. For calling I'm in. actually I'm listening to the call from my my BlackBerry. So, <laughs> so you're absolutely right. We're we're in a in a whole new age, and the, the internet age has, has made everything so much more accessible. We can just kind of drive around mm-hmm. and get things done, and still listen in and get information at the same time. But I just wanted to call in because I absolutely adore Victoria. Um, I, I believe we met through social media. I think on Facebook. Yes. And mm-hmm. the, the great thing about it is that, you know, I watched Victoria and I could tell that she was a great journalist and, and that she loved connecting people and helping small businesses. And then it's funny because when I first met her in person, which was months after we had met on social media, mm-hmm. I finally got to see her in action with the camera crew. And I just was blown away because, like, she was just commending you, Deborah, on your passion. That's what I see every time I see Victoria step in front of that camera. It's this passion and this energy and enthusiasm that comes out. And I think that's what really makes you so special because it shows that you love what you do. And that comes well, across to, to everyone. I really, oh, really it, it truly does. Do. So, so kudos to you and, and keep up the great work. And, and we love you and we adore you, news lady. Oh, thank you, Cheryl. I love you too. And always support you. You know that you're the greatest. Absolutely. You're the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Cheryl, Cheryl, I tell you, she's a dynamic businesswoman herself. Yes, We're excited that uh, she happened to have been our professional uh, black woman, businesswoman of the year, and uh, has done some awesome. remarkable things. And speaking of that, I want to just let everybody know that we are accepting nominations for the 2011. Professional Black Woman Businesswoman of the Year. You need to go oh, to www.thepbw.com and uh, just click there. You'll see uh, as well that we are accepting those nominations. So you can nominate yourself or have someone nominate you. And the ones that get the most nominations, we're going to narrow that down to the three finalists and they will be voted on uh, in January mm-hmm. and we'll announce it on the show. So go ahead and get that to us. You can also Facebook me through inboxes uh, you you want more information on that but that I'm telling you has just been a, a great honor to see uh, the things that have happened with Cheryl this year and yes. how she is just yes. just shot through the roof written books and and everything and of course she uh, is not uh, shy about saying that the professional black woman was uh, instrumental uh, in yes. in yeah. the in helping well, actually, her with that. Well, actually, it was Cheryl. Uh, it was uh, it, it, it was Cheryl who uh, who who made sure I think that suggested I when I met you at one of her events and she says Victoria. <laughs> Because I so hope that, that that Deborah gives you the opportunity to be on 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 her show, because uh, you know I just think you're going to have a lot of uh, great information. So it was her that actually connected her. And one thing that I wanted to mention while while Cheryl called in that I love about Facebook and that all of us do, um, as especially as women, and and it gets back to to what you do, Deborah, and that is supporting each other. Uh, mm-hmm. One thing that I, that that I didn't know. Uh, was that I, I uh, for December, I decided that I wanted to do a series of special shows and highlight small businesses. So I've done so many, many shows on small businesses, and Cheryl has been on my show many times. The one thing that um, that has just been so outstanding is that on three separate occasions when I've done shows on small businesses and I have, you know, suggested their website that three separate occasions Three websites, Deborah, actually crashed as a result of people going to the websites and listening to the show and actually purchasing things. So I'm very, very, very uh, proud of that. That wasn't something that I intended on that I thought was going to happen, but I've sort of developed this special niche also in helping uh, in helping small businesses because you know small businesses are are basically is the the lifeline of the American economy and what and what oh, you know, sure. keeps us going absolutely for sure we have to make sure we put we put a plug out there to get on the show and and uh, I know you'll have others contacting you that's awesome to have the sites crash you want that <laughs> that's a good happy. problem oh my yeah i was yeah i was going to say yeah you're right that is absolutely a good problem to have and i was so uh excited about that and i couldn't believe it until I, I said, well, well, tell me that again. I said, are you saying what I think that you're saying? But, yeah, <laughs> uh, the websites actually crashed because they weren't used to uh, to that amount of, of traffic. And one other thing, that whenever any of these businesses uh, come on, Hush Boutique, Sweet Laxations, Moms are the Best, 
what's great, they all offer uh, my listeners uh, and fans some type of discount. So I always think mm-hmm. that that's wonderful uh, as mm-hmm. well. It's great. Mm-hmm. That is, I know, it's it's just great, the technology and everything. And like you said, how it, it really brings the like minds. That's what I think is people who you've always believed that are out there. I know that's been my opinion. Um, and, and here we can connect across the world, just like your friend connected uh, with the, the lady there in California that knew you. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally to, to Australia, we can find people that think like you think. So that, that is uh, also is so great with it. Now you talked a little bit about um, your schooling and education and we know things have changed. And you said you were at, I guess, Prince George's uh, Community College mm-hmm. um, doing a talk. Have you noticed, uh, in as far as, you know, someone wanting to prepare for uh, becoming a news person, have you noticed the curriculum changing? Have they begun to reflect on yes. what's the technology? Yes. Okay, yes, that's I'm good glad news. You- yeah, I'm glad that you uh, that you asked that question, and that's a great question because many mm-hmm. people don't actually ask that question. But I am a part of the uh, National Press Club, which is sort of the Mac Daddy of the Mac Daddy of journalists, as well as the American Newswomen Organization. So I uh, I also have the opportunity just through those organizations to kind of keep up on what you're talking about, the curriculum and what's new. Um, and the uh, the curriculum is is actually changing now. From my understanding, it's changing in most of sort of the top journalism schools like Columbia, for example, Northwestern, University of, of Maryland. They have a, a wonderful journalism department as well. So it is starting to change uh, in that it's focusing more on the Internet. But, uh, but, but more importantly, how, uh, how you can use, for example, Blog Talk Radio or some of the other podcasting sites out there to now create your own show uh, and also what goes into creating a successful show on the Blog Talk Radio. Because you and I know there's, you know, thousands of hosts that have registered on the Blog Talk Radio, but what is it about your particular show that's going to make it different from, from, from somebody else's show? So they actually do have curriculum in place at a lot of those top schools that are addressing this new uh, switch and crossover now for sure. That was a great question. Wow, so that that's good to know. Someone is uh, really out there wanting to get the education on that. They can have um, the background that they need to keep up with today. So we're going to take one more quick break, come back. I would love to learn more about um, your show, At Home with Victoria, and then also um, want to know where you see the future going. We've talked about where we are right now, but what are your mm-hmm. thoughts on the future as well? So we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Do you find yourself overwhelmed in paperwork? Are you struggling with administrative tasks preventing you from doing what you really love? Then consider hiring a virtual assistant. Call M. Alexander and Associates Incorporated toll free at 1-877-894-0564 or join them on the web at www.iwillassistyou.net. Are you seeking stronger partnerships to leverage your strengths? Need to develop more winning strategies of success? Ready to increase your knowledge in the areas of investing, marketing, health and wellness, and the Green Initiative? Then join us for the second annual Winner's Summit Conference and Expo, March 18th and 19th, 2011. Meet hundreds of professional women from all over the world. We provide savvy advice, practical application for winning women. Reserve your space today at www.thewinnersummit.com or call 1-800-917-9435, extension 805. Yes, that's the Winner's Summit, and we trust you all are coming. That is going to be the awesome, I mean, the baddest women's professional event ever. There's none like it. We have just added two explosive workshops. I mean, for nothing else, this is why I want to do The first one we want to talk about is those of you all. We know we have a lot of professional women who are still in corporate America. We love it. We want to climb them. The ladder there, what we have, none other than she's known worldwide. She knows how she's certified and resumes, everything, any kind of certification you can think of with HR, she has it. She is going to be conducting, along with other 
HR top recruiters um, from other major 500, Fortune 500 corporations. We have a 90-minute workshop. For those of you all who are looking, you want to know how to keep the job you have, even in today's climate. You want to climb that uh, corporate ladder. You want to break through the glass ceiling. This is the workshop that you want to attend. Also, we've added the sponsorship. Many people have nonprofits. You've got community organizations. You've got businesses on your own. You're doing events. We have none other than Peak Me. That is an awesome new uh, interactive software that you can use online, actually on the Internet, that's launching at our conference. You want to attend it. We're going to have advertising agencies there, also some of the check writers from corporations that write the sponsorship, a 90-minute workshop for you to know how to create the package, what is a sponsor looking for, all of those things. You want to be at the Winter Summit. Now, trust me, I know the value of this. It is not, I mean, the value, I tell you, people will pay for other things, 5000 or more. This workshop, I'm telling you, the entire conference, is you want to be there? Go to the website www.thewinnersummit.com. We over the world uh, that's going to be attending this conference. You don't want to miss it. So we're excited about it. As you say, Victoria, we have passion about yes, this exactly. we're doing. Yes, and, you do. Um, you do. And, I, and I love that. In fact, I was sitting here uh, thinking about that. You need to. You need to add myself and my producer so we can come and give some information to the women about the media and how they need to utilize that for their business. So you need to add us in that conference for you. Yeah, definitely. Well, we have to definitely talk offline to make all that happen because, I mean, the things that we have for the Winter Summit, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's nothing like there. You look at what are other conferences out there, they don't talk mm-hmm. about how to write your business plan in a way that you can relate to it. We have um, right. one top professional sales strategist. They're going to talk about six uh, figure selling and marketing, how to brand yourself. These are things that you need to know, practical information right now to tell me how I can create my money. How yeah. I can we say our slogan is to show you where to locate it, to make it and to keep it. So <laughs> Exactly, <but> with, exactly. <laughs> with three minutes left in the show, I tell you this is this this has been great. Tell us um you know what you want to share with us and where do you see yourself in the future and uh, again how they can reach you. Well, I I actually see myself in the future. I'm going to be working on a television version on At Home with Victoria on cable, so that's kind of something that I have in the works, and I'm looking forward to that. Now, what I see in the future for myself and even shows uh, like yours, Deborah, a perfect example. Last night we did a breaking news show. There was a missing dancer and um, model in Las Vegas. Uh, So there was a young lady on Facebook that emailed me and said, Victoria, are you able to get this on the air? So, of course, this is the news in me. This is what I do. So we were able to get that story on the air to actually talk to her sister. Uh, Her sister called us from Las Vegas, and we were able to connect with uh, Blog Talk Radio, so they were able to put that uh, and feature it because it is national news. It's been on uh, Fox, Good Morning America. It's, I mean, everybody knows about this uh, missing dancer. So the, the future of, of what I see is that, is that you know, anybody, if you've got a show and you've got a passion like yourself and a good sense of news, that you'll be able to even do breaking news um, and, and, to con- and to be able to contribute that type of content to your uh, to your information. I mean, let's say for example, uh, you know, you you focus a lot on business. If there was a, a a really big business thing that that was going on, that you have the ability that you can be right there with the regular media, newspapers, and television and radio, and say and say, hey, uh, you know, we're going to do a show on this. Also, we're going to put our own spin, and we're going to give you the information that I think is important for you to do this. So that so that is actually where I see it going. I also see it going that people are are, are going to continue to find media that they like. Meaning people are going to follow Deborah. People are going to follow Victoria. So they're going to find people that 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 they like uh, that has their same values, their same views, their same beliefs, but also know that they can trust you in giving you information. So that's kind of where uh, the the news media and where. 
social networking in America and listeners and viewers are going right now. People are going to people that they trust and they like because they have so many more options in terms of news and where to get information than we ever did before. So I think that, that, that that's where it's going to go. Well, awesome. This has been another dynamic show with a special guest, the news lady, Ms. Victoria Gates. I want to thank you, thank all of our listeners for tuning in, and we are going to say Happy New Year, and we'll talk to you next year. We're starting the new year out with none other than the Fran Harris, who uh, we all know from the business world and also the basketball world. So thank you for tuning in. We're going to wish you all a very, very happy new year. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you very much. This has been another episode of Wealthy Sisters, brought to you by theprofessionalblackwoman.com, where success is inevitable. Join Deborah Hardhead, our host, next week as she interviews another powerful, positive, progressive, wealthy sister, and visit us on the web at www.wealthysisters.com. See you next time.